1: So 85% of people in rented accommodation are desperate to get their own home or access social housing. And uh, This is according to a study carried out by the housing charity Threshold. And they found that renters feel less secure now than before COVID-19. John Mark McCafferty is CEO of Threshold. He's on the line. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning, Joe. I suppose no great surprise, really, that people would feel less secure than before COVID-19. No, no major surprise. But I think it's really important that we do um, consult
0: with... Um, people in the private rented sector, families and individuals. Um, and of course, I, I need to say that you know this survey is, is with people who have sought our services, so it's a particular group of renters. and It's not necessarily representative of absolutely everyone in the private rented sector, but it does provide an insight into the lived experiences of people who have sought advice and who have, many of whom have experienced difficulties of some nature in, in renting their home and some who have been worried about losing their home. So what we've found is that um, uh, 90%, over 90% in fact, found it difficult or extremely difficult to find rental accommodation and that's very much borne out across uh, the country and, and including uh, you know, Limerick in the Midwest area with regard to trying to source rented accommodation. There's just very, very little available. Um, and p- uh, partly as a result of that, almost one-fifth of, of uh, renters are paying, report that they're paying, more than 50 percent of their take-home pay or their income on rent so that's a huge financial burden for a lot of renters and you know especially as you imagine middle to lower income uh, renters what we also found was that um almost 60 percent of respondents reported that they're uh, paying more than 30 percent of their take-home pay so um, the majority of those that we uh, we surveyed, Um, are reporting some level of of financial distress as a result of um, the the level of rent that they're being
1: asked to pay. We were talking to an auctioneer last week on the show and he was saying to us that, interestingly, the big demand in Limerick at the moment is for one and two bed type accommodation and and, uh, that's why rents are quite high. Yeah,
0: that's not surprising at all because um, I guess Ireland has traditionally, since I guess uh, the you know the late uh, 20th century, has been obsessed with building three and four bedrooms, semi-ds, and and similar houses. I guess what you would call classic family homes. And the market keeps churning out the family homes, but society has changed, and our our, our families, our households are getting smaller. There's a lot of adults living on their own. There's a lot of smaller households, and um, you know there's there's family breakup as well. And the market has not responded to that. And in fact, if you look at some of the, the homeless figures as well, um, the biggest shortages are um, in terms of move-on accommodation is in those one- and two-bedroom um, houses or apartments. Um, they're beginning to build them now, but it, there's a massive shortfall. And it's not just in, in that part of the market across the market regardless of your income there's a real mismatch between uh, what the market continues to build in terms of three four bed houses larger larger homes and kind of low density settings and and what kind of the the population
1: is needs which is smaller homes often yeah we're talking to john mark mccafferty chief executive of threshold and uh, the survey also said that more than half of renters are dealing with issues of damp mold lighting and ventilation. I mean, that's, that's really not good. And you'd wonder, well, what can be done about that?
0: Yeah, despite all of the changes, and there have been a lot of legislative changes and protections introduced in the last three or four years, and that, that's to be welcomed. Um, but what is, continues to be number three or number four in terms of the, the main issues that um, renters come to us in relation to is exactly those issues of physical standards, cold homes, damp, damp homes, mould, poor repair, And it's um, a symptom of a number of things. One, that lack of supply means that, um, you know, private renters or potential tenants are are, are desperate to find any kind of home. And then when they they get it, they're they're just desperate to kind of hold on to it because there are very few options there. And um, there are few carrots and sticks, to be honest, in relation to, you know, the, the lower performing landlords. Obviously, the majority of landlords are good landlords, but there are a hardcore of negligent landlords who don't respond effectively or, or quickly, or at all, indeed, to the needs of, of tenants when it comes to uh, repairs and you know damp homes, cold homes. You will find disproportionately that uh, renters are, are living in colder homes and spending more on
1: their their energy bills than, say, homeowners. And and the other thing, I suppose, is that, you know, very few um, renters seem to stay in their accommodation for more than a year, so there's clearly a lot of moving around, but it suggests that in moving around, they're not necessarily finding somewhere better.
0: Yeah, I mean, 70% respondents said that they lived in the private rented sector uh, for six years, Um, but just one-fifth of the tenants stated that they'd lived in their current home for six years or more. And over 40% reported that they've been living in their current rented home for just 12 months or less. So that that shows you, Joe, that there's a real churn there in relation to people moving from place to place, and that's often because tenancies end. And and the reason tenancies end in, in many uh, instances is because the landlord um, says they're selling, or or does indeed sell, or the home is being is going to be used for the landlord's use or a family member of the landlord. Um, as well as other, as well as well as other issues, um, so there's a, a lack of security of tenure uh, here, um, and you know you compare that to mainland Europe and places like you know Germany or Austria the Netherlands, um, there tends to be um, l- much longer periods of time in which um, a private renter would be in their home. They could be in for life. They could be in for you know decades rather than just
1: months or years. So. That's a real issue that um, government needs yeah. to, to look at in and terms of kind of longer term tenancies. And finally, I mean, do you think rent pressure zones have worked at all?
0: I think rent pressure zones have mon- have moderated rents. Without rent pressure zones, there would have been um, an es- a further escalation of rents, and we would have seen more what we would have called economic evictions. People um, not being able to pay their rent and and having to leave. On the basis of uh, just lack of affordability, so we do. it's our experience that the rent pressure zones have moderated. They certainly not, you know, stopped the growth in rents. And indeed, the last DAF rental report showed, even in the COVID era, we see um, continued increases. Okay, they're are lower increases than maybe in previous years but
1: the rents are still mm. generally right. increasing. A 4% uh, increase in uh, the county area of Limerick and a uh, 3.4% in uh, the city. Um, that's the increases that we've seen over the last 12 months here, uh, despite all of the economic turmoil. Thank you very much, John Mark McCafferty, Chief Executive of Threshold, for that very interesting insight. Here's Phil Collins.
0: Call Limerick Today now on 461995.